This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Networking to some degree sounds hard. You know, it sounds like work. It sounds like somebody, it sounds like something someone told you you should do. And, you know, it's kind of like Brussels sprouts. You should eat them. And maybe you love them. And if you do, hurrah. Welcome to Change Your Mindset Podcast, where it's all about believing in and executing on different and innovative ways to strengthen both your leadership and communication skills to help increase your success and especially in today's disruptive business environment. One of the most effective ways of building stronger leadership and communication skills is by embracing the principles of improvisation. (laughs) Yes, that's right, improv. Your host, Peter Margaritas, is an improv virtuoso. He's also a certified speaking professional and a CPA, also known as the Accidental Accountant. Each episode of Change Your Mindset is designed to bring you different and innovative ideas, thoughts, and behavioral changes on a variety of differing topics, with the sole purpose of strengthening your critical soft skills. We may call them soft skills, but they are the hardest to master. And when we do, greater success and growth is the result. So jump in and start changing your mindset now. Let's start the show. Today, my guest is Jen Nash, the Connector-in-Chief, and she helps people add more meaning to their lives through connection. She's a master facilitator, passionate about masterful storytelling, corporate training, and an author and sought-after executive coach. With over 20 years working as an entrepreneur building a multi-million dollar real estate portfolio and offering consulting services to Fortune 100 pharma, tech, health, and finance giants, Jen Nash now regularly inspires and supports leaders to deepen their connections of all the good things in life, happiness, growth, and sustained community. Born in Canada and raised around the world in such countries as Hong Kong, Japan, and Australia, Jen is an IFC certified executive coach and a graduate of the Coach of the Life program. She studied communication design at Parsons and the New York School of Social Research in New York City. We're not traveling the globe, learning new ways to say thank you, and finding bright souls with whom to foster lifelong friendships. Jen Nash can be seen biking around New York City, Los Angeles, or striding around El Centro in San Miguel Almadine, Mexico. We spend our time discussing her new book, 
the big power of tiny connections, how small interactions spark awesome outcomes. During the interview, Jen provides great stories and tips so you can make stronger and long-lasting connections. Now, before we get to the interview, just a few housekeeping items. Off Script, Mastering the Art of Business Improv is available for purchase on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. If you'd like to learn more about the book or Betty at order a copy, go to offscriptimprov.com and order your copy by just clicking the click to order button. If you'd like to buy 10 or more books, please contact me so I can offer you a bulk discount. You can reach me through my email at peter at petermargaritas.com. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and share this episode with a friend. I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a review of this show wherever you download your podcast from. Also, please visit my newly rebranded YouTube channel, Peter A. Margaritas, CSP, CPA, Business Improv Virtuoso, where you can see previous podcast video episodes. While you're there, just hit the subscribe button so you won't miss any updates. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This episode is sponsored by Peter A. Margaritas, LLC, also known as The Accidental Accountant. Are you looking for a speaker that can bring powerful content, virtually or in person or on-site, that is memorable and engaging in a way that motivates and inspires your audience? Instead of data dumping and numbing with numbers, imagine your people and teams delivering a financial story to your stakeholders, a story that creates engaging and relationship-building business conversations. Would you be interested in learning more about how that is accomplished? How would you feel if the value your facilitator provided your organization far exceeded the dollar amount on their invoice? Peter Margaritas, CPA and Certified Speaking Professional, delivers all of the above and much, much more. All of Peter's programs can be done virtually, in person and on-site at your location, or at an off-site venue. Send Peter a note at peter at petermargaritas.com and or visit his website at www.petermargaritas.com to learn more about what Peter can bring to your next conference, management retreat, or workshop. Now, let's get to the interview with Jen Nash. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Um, my guest today is Jen Nash, as you've already heard, and I'm so looking forward to this conversation about you know the power behind tiny connections. And, and Jen, you're the expert. So one of my first questions in, in, in reading through parts of your book and, and thinking about this, what's one of the what's the one thing that holds people back from making these connections? You know, people have this. And, and thank you for having me. But people people have this innate fear of talking to strangers and connecting with strangers. And I think initially, a lot of people think, I don't want to bother them. I don't want to be an annoyance. I don't want to be, you know, the fly in the ointment that is their day. And alternatively, people are tired. People work really hard. People are lazy. Like we have a million excuses because we are, you know, all the colors of the rainbow on the inside. So I dive pretty deep into this in the book, you know, every excuse from, I don't need more friends, you know, and other lies we like to tell ourselves, you know, why should I go out and meet more people? Nobody can do anything for me. I've already made it in my game. Alternatively, you know, 
nobody wants to talk to me. Um, you know, I'm going to be ignored. I'll be, you know, left alone and, and feel isolated. Like we all have a myriad of different illusions and fears. And I think they're all incredibly human. And so uh, I actually have a lot of fun in chapter two, really sort of going in and asking the reader, scan this list, like top eight excuses that, that come up and then pick the one that really resonates for you. And then I jump into it and I ask them to like, look at what they're really, really feeling. Like for me, my biggest issue is at the end of the day, I'm tired. I don't want to do more potentially. And I don't want to go to the gym, for instance, which is something that I should do. And the gym is a great opportunity for like connecting with people. Maybe you meet someone at a class or potentially, you know, um, in the locker room, but I don't want to go. I'm tired. So what I'll do is I'll say, just go for half an hour and, you know, incent myself you know, maybe strike up a conversation with the person next to me on the treadmill or alternatively, you know, um, don't and just be glad that I went and I tried. Like, you know, everything we do is like for the good of it all. Right. Right. And, and, and you, you haven't mentioned one word and, and I think it's it's strategically done by yourself. You, you talk about making these connections. You don't use the networking word. Yeah, I think. Networking to some degree sounds hard. Yeah. You know, it sounds like work. It sounds like somebody, it sounds like something someone told you you should do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like Brussels sprouts. You should eat them <laughs> and maybe you love them. And if you do, hurrah. But maybe you don't, but you know, you should eat them. Um, and I think, you know, I, I love the word networking because it's, you know, there's a net underneath your working. And I truly believe that if you want to stay employed for the rest of your life, you know, you definitely want a net around your work. (laughs) And that is going to be a net made of humans who care about you and believe that you do a good job. But connecting is so much more because when I connect at the gym, I'm not trying to get a job. I'm not trying to like further my career. I'm really trying to infuse that little moment of time with, you know, that sort of intangible fun. It's like a sprinkling of joy in that moment. And humans really need connection. So we're talking about connections during the pandemic. I mean, mm -hmm. in the book you write about, we need social contact. We need social interaction. And we've been without it technically for about two years. What do you see and how, how do we get past that? How do we how do we embrace maybe like this conversation as a way of connecting under the circumstances, but it's mm-hmm. not to be all to end all? Yeah, it's really hard. And I think, Peter, one of the reasons I wrote this book is I was so desperate for connection. And someone, you know, back in 2020 said, like, what makes you you like write that book? And I think part of my joy at connecting with others in random ways, you know, and as you've seen from the book, the book is packed with really fun stories about what happens when you connect and how that changes your life and leads you down a path. Um, I think part of that was what made me, me. And so when the pandemic took that away, I really had to start thinking like, what are our options? You know, and I discovered something called lunch club dot AI that's Apple intelligent. 
So for instance, you can have random lunches with people who are in a similar vertical to you, work vertical, or you can just have random lunches with people who also happen to be runners. They give you all sorts of choices and it's free. It's literally offered to people so that they can connect all over the world. What a great idea. And I think we've seen through Zoom and other softwares, the ability for connection in breakout rooms, which is really kind of fun. Like when you go to those conferences, virtual conferences, and all of a sudden you're chucked in a virtual, you know, breakout room. I think initially everyone's heart jumps a little bit. It's uncomfortable, but that's the same thing we would feel if we were actually at a conference. Oh gosh, I've got to go and meet some people by the lunch table. You know, there's always that eye roll, please don't make me. But at the end, like this is the fascinating thing that I learned while I was researching aspects of the book. People say they don't like talking to strangers. They think they're going to be bored. They think they're going to run out of things to say. They think the stranger is going to think they're boring. And yet, over 90% of time, when someone walks away from having a conversation with a stranger, they actually think that was great. That was so much fun. I want to do that again. But ironically, you ask them again in a week and they don't want to talk to a stranger. So humans are just, you know... I call it humanist strangest averse. Like we don't want strange humans in our lives. <laughs> it's funny because I, you know, I, I think about networking and some of the conversations I've had with people. They they use the word stranger, and I go, a stranger is someone who has a bottle of Mogan David twenty twenty down at the Ohio State Stadium and having a long conversation with a light with a light pole. But in a business environment, there's no such thing as strangers. They're all opportunities, and. I've had, I've had some people go, okay, I've, I've tried that and it works. But at some point in time, they revert back to the stranger because what did your mother always tell you? Never talk to strangers. And it's that fine line, the differentiation between what's, what's considered a stranger and someone who I don't know that could be an opportunity. Yeah, and I think, honestly, I think we're really hard on ourselves, Peter. I think we think the conversation needs to be perfect. I think we think we need a great opener. I think we think we need to have cuter shoes on. You know, it's like from the outside to the inside, humans second guess themselves. And one of the things that I suggest in the book is if you're feeling awkward, say you're at a friend's baby shower, at a conference, um, anywhere really, and it, it could even, this could even work in a breakout room where, where you're suddenly facing someone that you don't know. Like, be honest, lean into that vulnerability and share that because all of a sudden it just makes you human, right? So I suggest saying, I came alone. I hate these things and I hate chit chat. How about you? Like, how disarming is that? How wonderful is that? How approachable is that? You know, and like, oh, my friends just abandoned me. And here I am standing holding two drinks, looking like an alcoholic. Like, you know, stating the obvious can be very, very grounding, you know? I love that. It's, yeah, because I hear a lot of people go, I just don't, I just don't, I just don't like these things. But my boss told me I had to be here or I had to do this. And the other person, you know, maybe 80% of the time, well, I'm in the same boat. Now you've got a connection because you're sharing something in common. And I think if I was in that situation, I'd go, well, tell me about the worst time you've ever been trying to make a connection or networking and get their stories. And then just, I think that blows, it, blows up into a really interesting connection. 
Absolutely. I mean, I think the, the worst start stories are always more fun. You need a bit of disaster to give any story, you know, a real sense of drama. Um, one of the stories in the book that is a funny byproduct of a conversation that I had with a bartender. I literally asked a bartender, uh, full transparency, he was very, very attractive. I asked him, <laughs> where in the world did he most love to travel? And he told me Panama City in Panama, Central, Central America. And uh, to make a very, very long story short, and this story is in the book, I ended up in a Panamanian jail sitting next to uh, a one-armed man, a very drunk expat, and a woman who I believe was probably working in the oldest profession. And I was stuck there for hours until my partner at the time really got upset. And he said, you need to fix this. And I texted the one person that that bartender had introduced me to, who happened to be incredibly influential. And with one small phone call, he got us out of there. And as we walked out, um, you know, we, we'd been pulled over by a, a very, very military looking individual who was covered in guns and things. And that, that gentleman stopped me and said, you know, how do you know this influence? influential person and I just looked at him and I said I listened to a bartender but you know yeah yeah it's it's a it's a it's a funny story yeah and the funny thing is is like a couple hours later we were crashing a wedding at the invitation of this fancy human so it was a fun story oh I I bet you have yeah I I can't wait to really dig into this book because I imagine you have a hundred stories but what's the worst story you've ever had I mean that that sounds like it still had a, a positive outcome to it you, you did get out of jail with the influential uh, and you started flirting with the bartender because, as you said, he was incredibly attractive. I, I wasn't flirting. It was really just talking <laughs> to him. I just took more of an interest than perhaps I, I wouldn't have otherwise. It's just human nature. We're drawn to pretty things. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I think that in life we have this misconception, Peter, that there is such a thing as good and bad. And I think barring health issues for those that you love, outcomes of situations, do we really know if something's bad? You know, like you missed your plane. How do you know that you weren't meant to miss your plane? You know, you, you didn't make that wedding and Jesus, you know, the family's very upset. Maybe you really needed some time alone. <laughs> Maybe you needed downtime. Maybe it was a blessing. Like sometimes I really just think we all need to like accept that we don't always get final say, you know? I, I, I believe in the universe, but I, I don't know why the universe at one point in my career, I'm at a networking event and I just said something completely stupid. I just had egg all over my face and everybody just stopped, looked at me, the jaws dropped. I said, excuse me, I'm out of here and, and just walked away. But Two days later, as I thought about that, I went, okay. So I, I made I, I screwed up. It's not going to stop me, but it was it was completely embarrassing. And, and then for a couple of years, I'd run into people going, hey, you've been out networking or saying something stupid. Like, yeah, I still do that. And yeah, I still say something stupid every now and then. I mean, come on, we all do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not, I mean, I really do believe, unfortunately, that humans only grow when we're in pain, you know, when you're sitting cozy on the couch, rolled up with your bestie watching, whatever, that's so fun. 
Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure there's minimal evolving on the inside or the outside. You know, when we stick our foot in our mouth and we are forced to walk around with a mantle of shame, you know, it, it gives us pause and that pause hopefully inspires us to evolve. And I think one of the interesting things about the big power of tiny connections is these little sparks, these little moments with other people, they're not always pleasant. Sometimes you, you reach out and you connect to someone and maybe they're not in a good headspace. And maybe that sort of gets you thinking and maybe it shifts where you're at in a good way or a bad way. But that shift, I think, is still powerful. Well, the, the fear of, of networking, the fear of talking to strangers is that internal dialogue that we grew up with. It will constantly. Mm-hmm. And what's your advice to help people who I don't need any more friends and come up and have all these excuses. What's your advice to get them to change that mindset? Not to be a pun off of my podcast, but that's exactly why I started this. How can we change people's mindset? What, how can we begin to change what we do to the better? And how would you, what would you tell someone? You know, I would ask them what they wanted more out of life. Like what more do they want? Do they want more friends? Do they want to go to more parties? Do they want to make more money? Do they want to get a better job? You know, what is going to take their life to a better place? And I think when you look into the answer, then you can understand where they might want to consider leaning in and connecting. Because I truly believe that every person you meet has the power to change your life and you have the power to change theirs. And If you want a better job, pretty much the primary way forward is through connections. And that can take months and months and months. That's not a quick, hey, I met a guy in a bar and he's going to recommend me. It can take years. You know, Um, if you want to make more money, that's not the same as getting a better job. You know, and in the book, I talk about how do you talk to people who are perhaps investing in the stock market or investing in real estate or doing alternative investments? How do you find those people? And you know what? It can be done online. You can absolutely create strong bonds by reaching out, commenting on articles, sliding into someone's DM, you know, talking on LinkedIn, sharing knowledge leader papers. But whatever they want, that I think is going to be the driver of change. And I think to some degree, Pain is a fantastic driver of change because if you need more money because you're working all the time and you're exhausted and you really would like some, you know, lifetime, family time, kid time, you know, then getting a job becomes that pays better becomes forefront, right? So it's like, what is the pain point for someone? Because seeing that pain clearly, I think motivates change. Do you, does that resonate? Absolutely. Absolutely. And but I think there's some people in, in, in this world who, and you're this person who says yes. And there's a lot of people in this world who say no. And this is kind of like an, an improv quote. And those who say yes, have this wonderful journey that they go on. And those who say no tend to not move and stay in their own safety. And it's that, it's that thing like, you know, it, you know, you get to get outside your comfort zone. That's where your dreams live. If you stay in your comfort zone, that's where they go and die. And it's just taking that risk. Just, and as you said, lean into it, accept it, and, and make the best of it. 
Yeah. And I do hear you because I have, so I work as an executive coach and um, I'm really passionate about storytelling as, as you'll see in the book. Uh, So I, I do a lot of storytelling workshops at large corporations because when you learn to tell a great story, you really become more audience centered and it's really all about audience centered communication and what does that do? Well, I mean, if you're selling a client or upselling someone or trying to build a better team, it does all of those things in spades. But I think there are a lot of people who don't know how to move forward and are too scared. I think the I think fear holds so many people back. And I think it's a very brave person who watches themselves being held back by, I think it's a combination of excuses, um, fear of change. Uh, you know, I don't have enough money. I can't do this. A lot of excuses come up. And then there's a different type of person who realizes that they are never going to get more, that this is it if they keep living exactly the way they're living. And so either be happy or hire a coach or, you know, join some kind of a networking group where they can support you in a brainstorming initiative. But I mean, it's hard. I'm not going to say it's not, it's not because I do have coaching clients who really struggle pushing themselves and changing their lives. They want to, but they're terrified. And the, but I can'ts are enormous. But sometimes when you hold a spotlight at something that's scary, all of a sudden, it's not so scary because the spotlight is illuminating all the dark crevices and you're really seeing it clearly. And that can be like a nice exhale. Just a, ah. Well, I think we're ending on the right note because that was absolutely perfect. Um, how can people find you? I am at jennash.com. That's J-E-N-N-A-S-H.com. And my book is available online on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or anywhere else where they can go to jennash.com forward slash books. And that'll link them to, to me and to the book. Well, Jen, I can't thank you enough. I, I, I've enjoyed this conversation. I can't wait to dig into the book. Uh, I will have lots of questions and comments once I sift my way through this, but it's absolutely fascinating. We see the world in, in very similar ways, but I've learned a lot in this 20 minutes, and I thank you very much. And then my audience is just going to run with this. This is, a, this is great. So Aww. thank you so very much. Oh, you're so welcome, Peter. Thank you very much, Peter. This was lively and I really enjoy that. So thank you so much for showing up so awesomely for me today as, as, as you know, asking questions is awesome, but also challenging. So I appreciate that. You're more than welcome. I want to thank Jen for sharing her knowledge and stories about making powerful connections. If you liked our conversation, then go now to Amazon and buy her book, The Big Power of Tiny Connections, How Small Interactions Spark Awesome Outcomes. Remember, there are people who prefer to say yes, and there are people who prefer to say no. Those who say yes are rewarded by their adventures they have, and those who say no are rewarded by the safety they obtain. Be a yes person. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.